0: welcome to Epic Fails, Finding Redemption in Our Stories. I'm your host, Brittany Rust, and on this show, you'll hear people from all walks of life sharing powerful stories of transformation. My hope is that as you hear stories of redemption, you'll find redemption in your own. Because no matter where you come from or what you've been through, there's always an extension of grace for your life. It's the beginning of December, which means Christmas is in full swing at the Rust home, and I'm sure it is for yours as well. I hope this holiday season is a cozy and joyful one for you and your family. If you're looking for a great stocking stuffer, I know a great book called Untouchable, unraveling the myth that you're too faithful to fall. In case you're new, that's a book I wrote this year and it's a must read for all believers. You can get it anywhere books are sold. Today we have on the show a new friend of mine. Don't you just love connecting with people from afar on social media who are like-hearted and like-minded? People you never meet otherwise. I know I do. And it's how I met today's guest, Tiffany Nicole. We actually met on Instagram. And what started as a follow has turned into a friendship and I can't wait for you to get to know her. Tiffany is a Christian and lifestyle blogger who goes by the name Lavender Vines. And if I'm honest, She's sharing some of the most valuable free resources online that I've come across. So after the episode, go find her, okay? Her story of going through a loss she never expected to face is powerful, so get ready. Let's meet her and dive right on in. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, so Tiffany, we're gonna, we're gonna take it way back. So how about we start at the beginning and you tell us about your childhood? Um,
1: yeah, so I was actually raised in a Christian household, which was really such a blessing. And I really got a lot of those good foundational roots right from the beginning, which is, like I said, I mean, that that really is a blessing. Um, but I, do you mean as far as kind of like being, uh, my testimony of how I became a Christian and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be great. We'd love to hear more about that.
0: I, I would okay, anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, despite despite the fact that I was raised in a Christian home, I would say around fifteen or sixteen is when I really started to question things for myself and wonder if what I believed was because, um, I was raised that way. And, you know, it's kind of in a way my culture, or was it something that I actually in my heart accepted and believed? And so I just started to, you know, question all kinds of things. And around that time when I was doubting and questioning and kind of seeking, um, my, I went to a private Christian school, uh, high school. And so they were actually in our requirement our like, um, religious requirement, we were reading Mere Christianity. And I immediately really gravitated towards that book and really, really loved it. And the fact that it was actually kind of like a study of that book allowed me to ask questions in an open environment, because that's part of what it was, was you were allowed to, you know, question and debate things. And so it was perfect for me. Um, And so while we were reading through it, and I was kind of talking to my teacher and you know discussing things with other kids in the class and everything, it really started just to make a lot of sense to me And I would completely say through reading that book and you know proper discussion with um, other adults and like I said you know other kids in my class, um, it's it kind of solidified my belief that I really do believe this because it is my own decision and not just because of how I was raised. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was kind of the start of, of how I became yeah. a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I love that. I mean, obviously we're both writers and so mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it when I hear how much a book just so impacted somebody's life and that somebody came to know the Lord through a, a book, like that's your testimony. And I think that's just a powerful testament to God using resources to yeah, reach people. Absolutely. And since then, I always recommend it to people who might be
1: questioning and doubting. And Mm -hmm. um, I've heard from other people that 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 exact that same book really helped them in their belief. So that's really cool.
0: Wow, that's yeah, that's an incredible legacy. Um, So that's that's great to hear. So, you know, you're in high school, you make your commitment to follow the Lord, and then you you go to college and you you meet a guy. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah. So what's funny about that is um, I was actually very open to a relationship all throughout college um, and nothing really clicked. Nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. it didn't really happen for me. And so it was in my senior year and I I kind of like I was like, well, there's no point in starting a relationship now. Like I'm going to graduate and I had plans of moving abroad. And I was just like, you know, this is kind of pointless to start anything new mm-hmm. and you know of course that's when I met my uh my boyfriend who later became my husband um but it was yeah it was it was during college that that happened yeah what was that relationship like um so he I mean as we'll continue to tell uh I'm no longer married to him and that's a big kind of moment in bringing me even further to the Lord which we'll get to but um I mean, he's a wonderful guy. We had uh, a great relationship. I think we would have continued to have had a great marriage if certain events didn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, uh, he was, I mean, I would consider him kind of like a, he was a believer, but he was like a very like lukewarm believer, which I was too at that time. So in that sense it was kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Like when I was looking for my, for a boyfriend or my future husband or something like that. And that it kind of, as I already said, I wasn't really looking at that point anyways, it kind of mm-hmm. happened, but um, it's uh, factoring in that he was a believer and that being kind of like imp- really important for my life. It really wasn't a factor because even though I was a Christian, I was still, I don't know. I think very, uh, what's the right word? just like a baby Christian, you know, like I, I didn't really understand certain things. I didn't value God and his, my commitment to him in my life quite as I do now, which has completely and radically mm. changed. Mm.
0: Yeah. And you would say you were both sort of in that same place. I mean, were you going to church? Were you going through certain, um, like actions or was it, I mean, I'm trying to maybe describe for the reader a little bit more about where you guys were in that season
1: um so no n- uh, no to all of that we weren't going to church he uh I, honestly when I first met him I wasn't even sure of his faith at all it was act so uh it wasn't until it was I would say three years later into our relationship when I was living abroad or maybe two years later but yeah I had I still continued to live abroad and do the things that were you know dreams for me um I had grown closer to God and it was kind of the first time it occurred to me oh my gosh I don't know what my partner what my boyfriend even thinks of religion like it wasn't it really wasn't a conversation like the the extent of god in my life was um someone would invite me to kind of like a a crew it's like a church uh religious organization you know christian organization that gathers at um at colleges and stuff and so someone would invite me to crew and then i occasionally i would go and that was that was really the extent of that like i didn't
0: Mm -hmm. i i didn't I wasn't super active, I guess you could say. Sure. So I um this wasn't a question I planned on asking, but it came up. So you guys were dating, so you continued to pursue your dreams and you guys dated long distance?
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. So um after after college, because like we met in my senior year, I went I moved to Spain for a year. And um it was kind of like a gap year. We don't really have that in America. It's really common in other parts of the world, but um, it's kind of like a, a break, a little time off between um, either high school and college or college and um, getting like your career, kind of getting a more professional <laughs> job. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I decided that I wanted to see the world and travel and live abroad and experience all that that fun stuff. And so I still,
0: I still did, that. I still pursued that. That's great. I mean, honestly, if we could have a gap year Like every five to ten years,
1: yeah, (laughs) so needed, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you guys dated for a couple years, and then you got married, correct? Yes, we we dated for about five years,
1: actually, before we got married. Oh, well, before you proposed, and and
0: I, yeah. Oh, really? It was a long. I yeah, yeah, I'm a big proponent of long dating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you guys got married. Was it everything you thought it would be? Um yes
1: in a, in a way yeah absolutely cuz it's kind of you know since we're no longer together it's you, you know it's easy to see that like it wasn't but again i i wasn't really seeking after god super wholeheartedly so really mm-hmm. asking for his will in my life wasn't completely a factor so um yeah it it felt right i i mean it felt completely good as far as the like, compatibility in a relationship and um yeah, it, it felt like a good decision at that time, for sure.
0: Sure. And so maybe take us into your marriage. What did that look like? Um, and maybe what ended up happening? You mentioned earlier about the divorce. Maybe take us through that just season mm-hmm. in your life and what happened.
1: Um. So, yeah, we. I mean, before we were actually married, we were only married for a year. However... We were dating for, um, five years. And we were engaged for a year and then we we're married for a year. So in total, we were together seven years and we met when I was 20 and divorced when I was 27. So the bulk of my young adult life was with him. So we did share mm-hmm. a lot of like life and experiences together. Um, and pretty much what, what happened was, um, Within the first year of our marriage, I had decided to have like kind of like a career change that wasn't bringing in that much into our finances. And we, to be completely honest, that we weren't, we'd never struggled. It just wasn't as much money as we were maybe used to. Like we definitely had to, um, kind of dial things back as far as like eating out all the time and going to just like fun things, like, um, mm-hmm. recreational shopping, um, you know, things that you don't really need, but you just want, um, and I'm trying to think of other big things travel wasn't as highly prioritized as it maybe it used to be um mm-hmm. so basically it really it really boiled down to finances that co- started to cause like this kind of um breakdown i guess you could say Um uh, we started to argue and kind of disagree and um one of the big like pivotal parts of it was um, he, we shared a car and he had gotten in an accident and it was totaled and we needed to buy a new car. And it was, you know, it was just like financial strain, which is not unlike mm-hmm. a lot of marriages. Um, yeah. I think it was, it's, it's life. It's, you know, things that happen every, every relationship and every marriage experiences these ups and downs. And in mm-hmm. my opinion, what, what comes to a good, strong, lasting relationship is not that everything's perfect, but how are you going to behave when things start to become rough, you know, um, are you really gonna try? Well, I would, I would say now trust in the Lord to see you through and to provide and to get you through that. Or are you going to run and Mm -hmm. maybe seek comfort in other sources? So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I always try to uh, never put the blame on him. Um, and I mean, really not put the blame on me either. We were both at every relationship, there's two parties and there's two sides Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, but when that kind of like those breakdowns started to happen, we, um, he had an affair and, um, eventually he decided that he wanted to leave and he stayed with her and they're, they're actually, um, married now. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't, I don't really look at it as, that we were never compatible and it was never meant to be. I think that when you kind of hit a crossroads like that, it's like, are you, are you going to, cause every marriage does. I think that's important Mm -hmm. for people to understand is that Mm -hmm. even if let's say you're both Christians and you're both strong Christians, um, you can definitely still hit rough patches and stuff like that. But how are you going to, to behave? Are you going to lean on God? Are you going to see it through and, um, value the covenant that you've made before God, or are you going to, seek other other things and he unfortunately sought out other things he didn't want to try and make it work anymore and that eventually led to to our divorce
0: hmm. yeah so maybe and I, and I don't yeah this might be a little hard but maybe you can tell us <laughs> where your mind was you know what once he left and once you guys separated maybe what emotions you were feeling and what your mind was thinking about you know when all absolutely. that absolutely
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, at this point, it's been um, it's been four years since everything happened. And God has definitely worked on me as far as like healing and forgiveness. And those two things are just lifelong lessons and, you know. So uh, even though it's not really, it's honestly not very hard to talk about it anymore. At the time, oh my goodness, <laughs> life was crumbling beneath me. Mm-hmm. It was, it was complete and utter like shatter to my heart and to everything I knew to be true. Because, um, you know, as I said, I spent I spent a good book of my um, young adult life with him. I didn't really know what it was like to be without him. I didn't I wasn't really leaning on God at that time. So. Um, my, my identity and just pretty much everything I knew to be of truth was crumbling. You know, I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know, um, you know, just the idea, like everything had come, become wrapped up in, in we, you know, it wasn't really Mm -hmm. I and me as a separate entity. I felt very much attached to him and my identity was with him. I was, I was his wife. I was, it was a we, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden it was, I, it was just me by myself And, you know, especially knowing that he had not only decided to give up, but he was with somebody else was just like the ultimate betrayal to me. So it was incredible. I mean, it was incredibly hard. Like, I I mean, words will never honestly describe the kind of pain that I felt. And it, but that, I mean, the beauty of God is at that time, I, it wasn't even like should I pray or should I not? I was just like, I don't know what else to do. And so I just started to pray and lean on God. And I went, started going to church. I hadn't really, I didn't go into church before. And, um, you know, it says that God is close to the brokenhearted. And I experienced Mm -hmm. that firsthand because I, beforehand, I never really knew or really understood if God even was in, was active in our lives. Did God actually have a plan for our lives? Did he, speak to us, um, and guide us. Like it says, you know, lean on me and I will make straight your paths. Um, all of that was completely foreign concepts. I actually remember there was one, there was a, um, a woman who, um, had been through a separation with her husband and she was a strong Christian believer. And I kind of gravitated towards her because she kind of at least had, even though their, their marriage had reconciled, um, it was someone, it was someone that I knew that knew what I was going through. And she she just kept saying, keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And, like, I can't tell you how weird that sounded to me. I was like, what? Oh, and she would say, keep your eyes on the cross. And I was like, what? It wasn't me. Like, it was just so foreign. It was a foreign concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and, But I did. I was just like, okay. Like, you know, and it kind of it just came to the point. What well, really came to the point of, like, how it, it, I, had, I had lost hope in any earthly thing. I think that was really, like, I was in such a low state of, of kind of self-love and who i was and all of that um that things that pre- previously had made me satisfied and happy like my re- my relationship and travel and money and uh shopping and all of these you know these things like all, it was completely Worth like we had no, it had zero value, like absolutely zero mm-hmm. value, because people trying to comfort me, be like, oh, let's go here, let's go shopping, and it's just like it was just, it was so empty, it was so dead. There was nothing in it, there was nothing strong in it. But the only thing that did bring bring, bring me comfort and hope was the Lord. It was reading his specifically the Bible, reading the scriptures and stories of God's redemption of His people and God's redemption of individuals and. His, you know, really just like life-changing ability to swoop in and what he can do when you, when you lean on him and trust in him. And it was, I mean, it was completely like everything that maybe I had been hearing over the years. It just, it just made sense in that moment because I was leaning on him and was needing him so badly, you know?
0: Yeah. So you, so you ended up finding him in a deeper, at a deeper level during this experience. Did, mm-hmm. But did Trying you ever water. maybe did you ever maybe question um him during that struggle? Or I mean was it
1: It was, so yes and no an, okay, so that's actually complicated, because yes and no. Um mm-hmm. I I think I would have questioned his goodness a lot more um if I hadn't also been experiencing um very real tangible proof of his goodness you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because my, I, I was really praying and um believing that, that God could fix my marriage. This, cause this, this really, you know, all this whole thing happened really when we separated, but we didn't divorce for a couple of months later uh, and actually signed papers. So I was still, I still had hope and I was still praying and believing that God um would reconcile us. And when that didn't happen, it kind of was a bit crushing because I was like, Oh, well, God didn't. And why didn't he? And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I really and it did that part of it really did make me question um, the goodness of God, but only as like a thought. Like I I never once dwelt on it. I was confused by it, but I wasn't really shaken by the fact that that happened because of this, you know, even though that had happened, the the goodness and um, that that God had provided into my life was so much greater. It was just so much Mm. more evident that God was taking care of me. I don't know why he didn't heal my marriage or, um, that, I mean, we could go off on a tangent on that one. I have no idea, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, it was very, it was very, very obvious that God was taking care of me and that God cared because, you know, he was answering prayer in other ways and he was sending in people to guide me and like all of that was just very evident, and I was like, okay, I don't know why this is happening, but God is good, and God is con- in control, and He is here uh, to be a source of love and comfort and strength. That was clear,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I think that's beautiful that you share that. And I and I asked that question because even strong believers, when they go through a hard season, they may their first inclination may be to kind of ask God, like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. But I think you yeah. just said it so beautifully in that, um, you know, things don't always go as we planned, but God is still there and God is still good. And we, if we look in our hardship, we will find God's goodness and his provision. Just, it may not look the way that we want it to, but it's still there. And I know you were telling me that you just, you learned so much, you know, through that storm, maybe you could go more in depth about what exactly you learned and what God was showing you through that.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I always, I think it's Paul's writings, I can't remember exactly where he says, like, when you go through hardship, be thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wish I could give you the exact verse. But, um, you know, that's actually a super confusing, you know, <laughs> verse for, you know, but I, to be completely honest, because I've been through this, when I read that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, so true. Like, no one wants to go through hard times. Nobody, no one likes that. But if it wasn't for the, the brokenness in the storm, I would never, I would never, ever, ever. I mean, maybe, maybe ever, maybe at some point, but, um, I definitely, I I wouldn't have come to the realization of how much we as human beings need God, you know, uh, and how, and how much he does really care and how much he actually really does love us. Like, I don't think I would have gotten there on my own. And, you know, I praise mm-hmm. God, the people who could do understand that without having to go through some t- kind of trauma, because, But for me, I don't know if I would have ever gotten it if I hadn't gone through the trauma. And so in a way, it's like, you know, praise God that I went through this and I wouldn't it was so hard. I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. But Mm -hmm. the, the, you know, bringing beauty out of the ashes is a real thing that that happened. And it's I would never I would never I wouldn't change my life. You know, I I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want it any other way because what I have gained versus what I lost is is so much different. So, you know, big difference.
0: Yeah, that's really good. You did mention to me that in that season, God birthed a dream in your heart for a ministry that you're doing now, and kind of changed the tra- trajectory of your life a little bit. Tell us about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's how you know that's how you found me was through I believe my Instagram or my blog, one of the two. Mm-hmm. And so um, during during this time when I was you know I was alone and um, in, in for the first time in what felt like close to the decade. You know, I was all alone. It was just me and God kind of like, okay, what's next? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was still, even though I had like the hope of the Lord, I was still kind of like a bit without hope because I didn't want to, like, there's certain levels of, of hope that you have. You know, like I didn't want hope in another part, or another person quite yet. And mm-hmm. I didn't want hope. And like I still really didn't care about my job or, you know, any of those kinds of things. I just, I just had hope that God would would heal. Um, but during that time mm-hmm. I was drawing so much closer to God. Um, and it was kind of like, I was actually shopping <laughs> and I was around, I was, uh, I was, um, in a really, it's a really like small artistic community in Asheville, North Carolina. And, um, I was going through these like, really cool shops and I just noticed that like all of them were kind of, uh, for, um, uh, like a lot of like Buddhist or Eastern religion kind of things. And I was just like, man, you know, like, I just want to have like a place that is like cool and chic and modern for the young women to specifically help them grow to being a uh, stronger in in Christ, you know, because Mm. I, I hadn't, I didn't really see that, you know, a lot of the Christian shops that I had seen just seemed dated. And I, I personally didn't, want to spend my time in them they weren't there weren't anything that was like attractive to me but it Mm -hmm. it kind of just made me feel like people get the impression that god's not attractive in that way Mm -hmm. you know that god's not modern he's antiquated and that's just couldn't be further from the truth and that um and i I kind of had preconceived ideas in my opinion of them in my mind before this whole experience of what it would be like to father to to draw closer to god you know stuff like well i guess i can't drink anymore i guess i can't uh have fun because you know, I have to be serious all the time. And like, you know, it's just like, I don't know, like I had these like really crazy thoughts of like what, what it would be. And in the reality was that, you know, experiencing it firsthand, it was, it was freeing. It was life-giving. It was beautiful. It was, you know, all of these really, really beautiful and amazing things. And so I wanted to create like a slice of the internet. Hope I I still have dreams of having an actual storefront. That would be, that would be amazing. Um, But I just wanted to have a place that um, was modern and attractive to, you know, the twenties, I'm 30 now. So now I guess my demographic has gotten older, <laughs> 20s to 30 year old, um, female and help, you know, to specifically help them in their walk with God. And kind of, I just kind of wanted to be a little light that like, no, you don't have to, like, it's not what you think, like, God's so cool. I don't know. Not in like a pleading way, but you know what I mean? Uh, I just really wanted yeah. to represent that. Um, and, and, and combine all the things that I really loved, like, um, like design and fashion and like, kind of just show that like all of that can go hand in hand with following God. You don't have to, um, I don't know, like just become boring, you know, like that was kind of my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, to follow God is to become boring, you know, and to suppress, you know, your, your true self. And that's, yeah. yeah, like I said, that that was further from the truth. It was, it was a freedom of my true self,
0: you know? Yeah. And so, and out of that was Bird Lavender Vines. Maybe tell us a little yes. bit more just about what you're doing online and how people can find you and be, you know, what you offer.
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, my blog is Lavender Vines and it is, um, well, it's, it's actually becoming just a, re- I mean, so it's a resource of all aspects of Christianity from um, mainly the Bible and prayer and relationships and church and kind of stuff like that. What I really love doing is kind of addressing those main things that like I had issues with, where it was like, why should I go to church? And what if, you know, the church was always boring. And like, I don't know, kind of just like openly discussing those things. And that's what I really love is when people do find my blog, they're like, Oh, my gosh, like, I felt that way, too. And I can totally relate to this. And like that, that like warms my heart, because it's like, you know, the things that like, I might've felt, it's not like I'm the only one, you know, it's just maybe people weren't Mm -hmm. openly sharing information. Um, and I'm actually currently in the process of working on how to help people study the Bible and actually understand it, because that's the biggest feedback I've gotten from my followers, my readers is that it's like, where do I start? Like, it's just so confusing. And it's like, I'm just like, oh girl, I get it. Like, I totally get it. And, I will try my absolute best to help you. And so right now I'm working on a Bible study series designed to help you do that, to to study it and make sense of it, where um you can read God's word and it, you know, and you can apply it to your life and it makes sense. You're not just completely confused by it.
0: Yeah. And I said this in the in the introduction, but honestly, like your blog is one of the best I've come across of uh, just really pract like practical and biblical. Mm-hmm resources. And I, just so if you're listening, (laughs) go check it out people because no, in in all honesty, I think there are a lot of platforms out there that it's, um, a bit of a Christian fluff. And so it's very encouraging, but it's hard to pull out the practical, like, okay, well, how, how does this help my situation where I feel like yours is very biblical, but also very practical. And so, um, yeah, I would just encourage people to go check it out. I've, I've been reading your resources and, um, yeah, God's really using you. (laughs) Thank you. You That actually like makes me so
1: happy because that's, um, I I think every person who maybe starts a Christian blog or don't do something, they they might be, they, you know, God might like tug on their heart for certain aspects and that might be specifically Mm -hmm. for like, I don't talk about, um, you know, how to find a godly man. Like, I don't really talk about that kind of stuff. It's not like I have nothing against it. It's just that like what God's really put in my heart is just to really get to know him, you know, mm. Let, let's just go deeper. Let's, let's go understand yeah. the Bible. Let's understand how to apply it into our life. Let's understand prayer. And so, yeah, that's exactly what I try to do is keep everything very biblical. And like you said, practical and easy to understand, you know, so sometimes, um, I don't know, you can read things and you're like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> that makes yeah. no sense. I mean, it makes sense. It's just hard. It's just like, it's said in a way that doesn't,
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think that's beautiful. Actually, something, this is a side note, but something the Lord's been putting on my heart is the book of literacy, just mm-hmm. in that, man, so many women, um, the statistics of how many people are actually in the Bible are very low and it's staggering, you know? It really is, um, yeah. Yeah, there's a statistic that if you just read your Bible, I think it's four times a week that, I mean, all these other areas of your life, you know, like addiction and divorce, like all these rates drop dramatically. But it's about being in the Word of God. And I think, um, anyway, it's something that I'm really passionate about communicating. And I think it sounds like you are, too, just getting women in the Word and, you know, reading and- I think I actually yeah. know that
1: same statistic because it uh uh there was something i i have a i have like a um Bible study for beginners kind of breaking everything down and I reference a statistic it sounds really similar to the one that you just said where um it's actually shocking because it says that uh unless you read your Bible it's like three or four times a week, something like mm-hmm. that um yeah. as far as like your your faith and behavior and kind of stuff like that, it's no different than Non-believers, which is yes, it's exactly. Like, you know, yeah, there's, no it's the right. there's no distinction. There's not. Mm-hmm. There's supposed to be a light in us, and there's no distinction between us yeah. and other people.
0: Yeah. So all to say, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. and you need encouragement in getting into the word, you know, four times a week, then head over to Lavender Vines, and has yeah. got some great resources for you. I'll try to help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that's great. Um. Yeah. So. I don't, I, I, this is a kind of random question, but I just wanted to ask, um, a a personal question for you. Have you been able to forgive your ex-husband? I mean, I think forgiveness is a sign of healing, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, it's funny. I was actually talking to my parents about that the other day and I won't go into that, but, um, forgiving him was something that I knew was important very early on. I mean, I mean, early on has been like, like, Almost as it was happening, as I as I realized that you know we weren't fixing things and it wasn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's so oh, I I almost I feel so bad for people like I really do because like by holding on to that anger and that bitterness and that resentment and that desire for revenge, like oh my gosh, like you're not you're not hurting them, like you're really not. You're hurting yourself. Like you are the one that is suffering, and that's why forgiveness yeah. is um, so important. So so important. I mean, it's good you know, we think of it as just like, I don't, I don't know what we think of it as. We think of it as just kind of like the super religious thing. But I don't think we understand how much allowing those emotions and those feelings into our heart, like hinder us. It hinders us from properly loving again, because you're like, well, I'm putting up a wall now. I'm not, you know, like, oh, I could, I could act. I actually don't have resources on forgiveness, but they are in the works because, oh my goodness, it's so important. Um, but, yes, yeah. absolutely. I forgive him, and for this is mm-hmm. a key though. forgiveness doesn't mean you have to have a relationship with them. Like I don't talk to him, and it you know we don't have we don't have any form of relationship anymore, so you know it doesn't mean you have to be it's like say let's just say it's not a boyfriend or a husband, it's like a friend or something. you know, you can forgive them for hurt that they've done in your lives, but it doesn't mean you have to be best friends anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. like there's mm-hmm. a distinction, but yes, I sure. have forgiven him, and it's it's crucial, it's absolutely crucial.
0: Mm, yeah I believe that well, so this is the question that I ask every time I think it's such a good one. If you could share anything with the audience, what would it be?
1: Oh man, I'm not prepared. I don't know <laughs> one thing <laughs> um <laughs> let's say. let's see um okay, well, actually, that's actually that's an easy question for me. I don't uh if I could share one thing with somebody, it's just that you really can trust your life into God's hands. You really, really can. I think it's so, It's it'll be the scariest thing if you've never really gone out on that ledge and trusted and had faith, the blind faith even, you know, like it, it's the most terrifying thing. And I uh, I have personal experiences where um, I felt God was asking me to just, just trust me, just trust me, I've got you, you know? And it's terrifying, it's the first, actually, I would say the first time, maybe the first couple of times, it's absolutely terrifying. But when you do and you see that God really does have you, He really, really does, um, it becomes easier and easier and easier. And since since then, God God has like asked me to do things that in my heart I don't want to do, and I just, you know. But like I'm like, you know what? He took care of me then, and I have absolute faith He's going to take care of me now. Like you, you don't have, you know, you know what I mean? Like you become so yeah. solid in your relationship with God and His, um, and the ability to love and trust Him that like everything just starts to become easier. So that would be my. My little nugget is you really can trust him. And if you feel um, any hesitation, you know, like ask God to um, uh, to help you in that area, to help you love him more, to help you trust him more. Um, yeah,
0: I would say that's it. Yeah. And that's really good. <laughs> thank I <think> you. <laughs> that, I mean, even I need to be reminded of that sometimes. You know, I think we all do.
1: Oh, we so, all do. Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Tiffany, thank you for joining
1: the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a good time.
0: Today, you got a peek into the story of a person who went through a difficult situation but found grace on the other side. It's a story you might relate to and find Grayson for yourself. Or perhaps you don't know what that situation is like, but you can relate to some of those feelings Tiffany experienced. Be encouraged to know that your story doesn't end with a difficult situation. It's a scene in your story, but it's not the end of your story. If you would like to connect with Tiffany further, which I would highly recommend, you can find her on Instagram under the handle at Lavender Vines, Or online at www.lavendervines.com. I'll also post a link to both on the episode notes on my website. Alright, wow, what a great show. Thank you for joining me today. If this podcast is something that is ministering to you or you think others might find interesting, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. A review helps this podcast grow, which helps us to get the word out to people who might need to hear this story of redemption. Tune in again next month, a brand new year, for another powerful story of redemption. In the meantime, you can find more information about me, read weekly devotionals, and find out what I'm doing around the web at www.brittanyrust.com. I'll see you next time.